In this episode of Another Zelda Podcast, David and Kate talk about some of their favorite side quests from Breath of the Wild. Hello and welcome to another Zelda podcast. I am David Geisler, your host for this episode, along with my co-host, Kate Fisher. Kate Fisher, you're back. How I'm are back. you? I'm good. How have you been? I've been good. I've been busy. That's why I had to step away for a couple episodes, but I'm back and I'm happy to be back and I'm excited to talk some more Zelda. Wonderful. Yes. How you had some, you had some massive life stuff happening oh, and yeah. that's all going well now. Yeah, summer's always super... It, that, that implied that it wasn't. I'm so sorry. That's not what I meant. Everything was terrible. Now it's fine. No, it's fine. No, I just had camping trips and wedding planning and all sorts of other stuff going on. But uh, yeah, the summer is winding down and with it, all the other crap that I do. So I'm back in action podcasting. Wow. Yeah. All right. Great. Fantastic. Yeah. We're ready to get going again. We are back to our regular shenanigans here with our episodes. Yes. Most of our listeners have listened to two somewhat special episodes before this and Today, a very special episode. <laughs> on this week on a very special episode of another Zelda <laughs> podcast. <laughs> David learns, uh, I don't know what bullying is. I don't even know what it is. Um, uh, David learns a real lesson. Um, we are talking about favorite side quests. Yes, specific today. to Breath of the Wild. Favorite side quests in Breath of the Wild. Yes. We will probably do some episodes about favorite side quests in some other games some other time. But we're talking mm-hmm. about Breath of the Wild. There's been a lot of Breath of the Wild talk lately. Oh, yeah. And in fact, we have a Patreon special episode where we discuss the uh, the news of Breath of the Wild's new uh, placement in the official timeline. Yes. We speak about that over there. But for now, I think we're just going to get right into it. Actually, actually, I have some listener feedback that I want to share. Awesome. Kate. Let's and get we into it. have been uh, receiving many, many tweets and many Facebook posts and Instagram comments, and that's all been very exciting. But today I'm going to focus on some of our iTunes reviews. Okay. Uh, it's been a real treat to see these things roll in. It's very exciting. And again, just the the listeners and how much they are engaging with us in this show has been an unexpected joy. Really cool. So yeah. cool to see people commenting and messaging and reviewing from other countries. Blows my mind every time. The internet is a crazy place and thing. I love it. I love it. And so, so uh, cool. let's see. We have a few here that I'm going to talk about. Uh, one we have from an M. Spath. That's the username. And uh, M. Spath here said on iTunes, I'm semi-new to The Legend of Zelda, have learned a lot from several books and from YouTube videos. I found out about this series a little over a year ago, and I have enjoyed it. Now, I'm starting to play some of the games, Breath of the Wild, Hyrule Warriors, so this is probably like a Switch player, mm-hmm. I would guess. Mm-hmm. I can, acro- I can, I came across your podcast a little over two months ago and have enjoyed each episode. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you very much, M. Spath. Awesome. And yeah, I hope they listen to our other episodes that are not Breath of the Wild related once they start playing those games. And I, w- I would like to speak to that for a moment, actually. Okay. Our analytics show that a lot of people are going back and listening to the older episodes, which is kind of this podcast is designed to be that way. We yeah. don't really number the episodes. We do put numbers on them, but we don't consider them to need to be listened in order no, or anything. Not at all. It's more like, it's almost like, <laughs> it's like a Netflix show. We just lay it down. Well, I guess in a Netflix show, you want to watch in order, but oh boy, I'm really... Uh, <laughs> Having a hard time here getting back into this normal format. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Right. Certainly. So I have another uh, listener review here from iTunes that I'd like to talk about. Now, this is from a B. B. Brino. 
B-B-R-Y-N-O. Okay. And he said, amazing show. After listening to a different Zelda podcast and it ending, I have been searching for a good quality Zelda podcast and I finally found one. Aww. You guys are great. Also have been along with, oh yeah, also have been playing along with Tandem Legends. I love revisiting these amazing games. Now Tandem Legends right now, they're in the middle of Ocarina. And mm-hmm. I've also had a hard, uh, not a hard time. I've had a nice time listening to their show. Uh, it's a it's another cool cool podcast out there about Zelda. Yeah, and I hope that we are na- podcast neighbors with yeah. them. Podcast friends, you know, podcast buddies. Cool. So uh, so let's see, Kate. Side quests, yes. side quests in Breath of the Wild. Now, um, I don't know. Let me see here. Let me bring up my notes. I now, have picked. Yeah, and these up? are not related to shrine quests. So we so want to make that distinction. Well, here's the thing. You know, Uh-oh. we when when I had Lizzie on as a guest, mm-hmm. we talked about our favorite shrines. Yes, and um. We kind of by accident found that we did not select Shrine Quest shrines in our top 10 list. Hmm, okay. I think because we really, in our show notes before that, when we were talking about Lizzie coming on the show, it was all about the design inside these shrines. Yeah. And like the really the well designed shrines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we found that we weren't doing Shrine Quest. So I think we're going to save that. We'll do an episode of Shrine Quest because there are some really good ones out there mm-hmm. on Breath of the Wild. So when we were doing putting together our side quest notes here up on Google Drive, I slacked you the other day and I was like, oh no, wait, wait, wait. Don't do shrine quests. We're, we're going to do that in a different episode, just in case, because shrine, shrine quests are kind of side quest adjacent, aren't they? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I was cool with that because I don't think I had any, actually. Oh, cool. So I didn't either. I didn't either. Set. Well, um, let's see here. I've been kind of stumbling into this episode. I've been chatting quite a bit here. Why don't we start with you? Do you have any, uh, what, you know, how, let me ask you this. Let's start by kind of setting the scene here just a little bit. Uh, when playing Breath of the Wild, I was actually reading a really cool article about Breath of the Wild just the other day. And um, I'm sorry, I don't have the source right now, but maybe I'll throw in our show notes retroactively. But the this person who was writing this article was speaking about how Breath of the Wild as an open world game kind of does the opposite of what a lot of other open world games does. And this this writer was speaking to the idea that um, in a typical open world game, there is a main quest that is very specific and then mm-hmm. side quests are placed in like in the way, on mm-hmm. the way. And with Zelda, with Breath of the Wild, a lot of times your main quests are super vague. Like yeah. you're kind of like, it's like destroy Ganon. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> there are like four main quest things. I kept waiting for something else to come up, but it's it was true. like, get the Divine Bees, destroy Ganon. Mm-hmm. That's it. Maybe, just maybe some of the most specific ones are when they tell you to go talk to Impa or something like that. Right. But even then you're like, cool, who and where is Impa and all that stuff. I mean, there's a little glowing yeah. dot on my map, but otherwise I don't really know what I'm doing. And so this article was talking about how actually Breath of the Wild takes the main quests and peppers them in the path of the side quests in many ways is yeah. what this article was positing. Yeah, and you just kind of stumble upon the side quests yes. everywhere you go, which is cool. Like I hadn't played for a while and I played last night for the first time in quite a while because I've been playing other Zelda games for our show mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. as other games in general. Episode 20, Minish Cap Review. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, so I just finished that one and then I'm playing other games too and um, I think I stumbled upon, gosh, five new side quests and I only played for like half an hour. Yeah. It's crazy. And uh, obviously not all of them take the longest amount of time. You might just have to like 
give someone something that you already have in your inventory and that's then you completed kind of a, it in like five seconds. Yeah, You're that's like, always a nice little bonus. Oh, okay. You're uh, like, if only I had the blah, blah, blah sword. And all of a sudden they're like, hey, it smells like you have a blah, blah, blah sword. <laughs> they always say smells in this game. Did you ever notice that? No, but that's very weird. Well, I think what it is is I because- I smell those luminous stones. Yes, that's you'll get that. You'll get that from time to time from an NPC. <laughs> and I think it's because they don't really have an- How else do they communicate an animation of like- they, you know, Link doesn't talk in Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. so they don't have a dialogue tree like in Mass Effect or something where it's saying like, by the way, I have luminous stones or I have yeah. volt mushrooms or something like that. So many of the NPCs in their side quests are like, oh, what's that smell? Do you have volt mushrooms? I checked your bottomless pockets and I found <laughs> something. <laughs> oh, man. So anyway, um, oftentimes in previous Zelda games, I steer clear of the side quests even though we've spoken about how I like to roam around in these mm-hmm. Zelda games. Sometimes the side quests are, I'll do them a little bit here and there, but in previous Zelda games, how do you usually treat side quests? Um, it depends what the task is. I like the trading quests. Those yeah. are kind of fun to do as long as it kind of goes along with the main quest. As long as you don't have to go some crazy side route or something like that. If it kind of goes along with the normal game, I like to do the trading quests um, in any game, not even Zelda games, but I just came across a trading quest in a totally completely different game that I'm playing Mm. right now. And I kind of think that's fun. And it reminds me of Zelda. Um, I tend to stay away from timed things. Oh yes, yes, yes. Um, and then I don't know if you consider like the carnival game. So I kind of do a side quest. I always give every little carnival game that shows up in so many Zelda games. I always Mm -hmm. try it once. Like Wind Waker, it's the little you know cannon thing. Yep. Uh, Twilight Princess has a few, has that crazy like cage of colors and death yeah. in, the, in Hyrule <laughs> Town. Yep. Uh, what is it? What do you do? Oh, that's the hook shot you're doing. Oh, by the way, I think so. Yeah. We did get some listener feedback, and I don't have the reference <clears throat> here about how we were talking about the double hook shot in Twilight Princess, and we spoke. We call it the double double hook shot in our items episode and our Twilight Princess episode. And this person pointed out that there is a slight difference. And person, I'm so sorry that I'm not giving you credit right now. Um, but it was one of our listeners. They said, actually, it's the double claw shot. Yes, I saw that. The hook shot is designed to go into wood. And so anything made out of wood, the hook shot can kind of you know stab into mm. and grab onto. The claw shots could only attach to other pieces of metal that are like a ring that they can actually clamp onto. Okay. And of course, yeah, that's absolutely true. Mechanically, somewhat similar, but uh, here's an example of where it's not similar. The hook shot in Ocarina of Time, to get into the forest temple, you sure. d- you figure out to hook shot the tree branch. Yep. Which is very different than the mechanics of like a uh, claw shot. So My actually- brain cannot understand the difference. No, I'm just <laughs> That makes sense. No, I just thought of that now. So, um, yeah, okay. So, yeah, that was a that was a claw shot game. I think yes. a double claw shot game where you're trying to get all the gems. Yep, and then Minish Cap had some of that as well. Ah, uh, yes. Now, uh, speaking of real quick, uh, the, these big long kind of trading quests. Zelda games are famous for having them. Mm-hmm. I think I I think that Link's Awakening was the first truly famous one where you're trading the Yoshi doll for a thing for a thing for a thing for a thing. Yeah, and bananas. And that one kind of went like I said, kind of went along with the story because I don't think mm-hmm. you could even trade some certain things until you got further along in the story. So those I don't mind doing. It's true. Uh, Minish Cap definitely had one. Uh, um, um, I am playing Oracle of Seasons right now. Leona and I are playing it together and for review. Certainly Mm -hmm. we'll review it probably in season two. And they're, I'm right in the middle of a big trading quest right now. This person's like, oh, I need a doll. You're like, okay, if I find a doll. And this person says, I need a, sh- a fish. Then you find the fish and then it goes to the fish. And that person gives you a doll, which and then, you know, that's always kind of fun. Mm-hmm. And those are like 
side quest adjacent as well. There's side quests, but they're happening while you're going along with the main game. Right. Let's talk a little bit about side quests in Breath of the Wild to reel it back in here. Let's. For me, the side quests in Breath of the Wild were very exciting to do because there was a time where um, um, when you're playing side quests in Zelda, Sometimes it feels like it's pulling you away. But when I'm going into, okay, one of the things that I like the most about Breath of the Wild, as I've Mm -hmm. spoken to, is when you go into a horse stable or town, you're talking to these people. And one of the worst things about some games is like every NPC has their one sentence to say, and there it is. Yep. Well, with Breath of the Wild and many, many other games too, but certainly with Breath of the Wild, you go into these towns and you're chatting with these people. And even if there is just some side quest about a guy who has a crush on the hotel owner oh, yeah. or someone who's going to, you know, uh, take care of, wants to go find a monster or something like that. It just, for Breath of the Wild, for me, I found the side quests, I never did them, ever did them for the thing at the end. I always just did them because they've helped me help the world feel a little bigger, a little little more full. And okay. I really enjoyed that. I think that's what I did as well, because I when I went back and played yesterday, because I wanted to kind of refresh my brain and see if I could check any ones that I hadn't thought of and added to my list yet. And I looked at my list and it so many open ones still that I had not yet completed. Oh. That So it was kind of the same thing where I had talked to the person and I had started kind of looking for stuff and I had explored a little bit. I just hadn't gotten to the endpoint and I wasn't necessarily invested in the endpoint either. It was just cool to, like you said, talk to the person and get more story, more background, go to a new place, mm-hmm. etc. Now I have a couple side quests here in my list of favorite side quests that definitely give you super cool things. Okay. And then others just, but in general, the side quests I found not to be a burden in Breath of the Wild. I felt that they oh, yeah. enriched the world. I agree. Whereas some games, it feels like, why am I yeah. doing pogo? You wasted my time. I'm going on a pogo stick down a street when I'm like trying to like, you know, um, unearth a crime syndicate. <laughs> <laughs> you well, you know what I mean? The, Breath of the Wild, there's just so much to do. You're never really in a hurry. Even though it says, you know, while you're playing the main game before you actually, you know, defeat Ganon, it's like, oh, you need to do this and Zelda needs your help. But it's like, mm, really? Yeah. I, I could explore for months and it would be OK. So as also as I was putting together my list here, I was realizing that I still have a few that I probably haven't gotten to. And I kind of want to dig back into my side quests. Even, yeah. I, so I've been playing uh, Breath of the Wild. I've started over in master quest mode and okay. I've had a lot of fun with that because it's very difficult. But part of me is kind of like, oh, maybe I want to go back into my old game and just kind of do some more side quest hopping. I kind of want to start over myself, too. Oh, because, really? Because, yeah, now that I've done everything I don't know. I just want to kind of start over from the beginning with a clean map, too, and just kind of find everything again. That's been fun. Yeah. Master Quest mode is a lot of fun. I'm finding that sometimes I'm going into areas that I'm so familiar with that I'm not even bothering with the towers and stuff. You're kind of like, I'm good. I know where I am. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. Let's get to it here. Um, Let's see. In no particular order, I have about seven here. You have a few there? I have a few. So I... Do you have any from like the um, extra downloadable content? Because I don't have any of that. I chose to not include those for this episode. Okay. I was just wondering. There are some cool things, but uh, even in our shrine episode in episode 16 with Lizzie, I was kind of like, oops, I'm accidentally including some DLC shrines, (laughs) you know, but I think that's a little different because those shrines really shine, but I tried to keep main quests. Say that 10 times fast. (laughs) <laughs> those shines shine. Those shines shine. <laughs> All right. Linoleum, aluminum, aluminum, linoleum. Uh, let's see. Why don't you start with one of yours? I've been kind of chatting a lot here. Okay. Um. I, well, I'm going to start off with one that 
probably everyone will disagree with and think I'm crazy, but it's more not because I had fun doing it, but because of the reward of the side quest itself. So I'm going to go with the fireproof lizard roundup, which what the heck are you talking about? Was very frustrating for me to do, but it was so worth it. Okay. So you are trying to get to death mountain. You can't stand the heat, right? The hot temperatures. And so you come across this guy as you're making your way through the Goron mines. Um, and he's like, hey, I'm getting, I'm trying to find these lizards. Um, and if you find 10, I believe it is, I have some um, armor that I can give you. Yeah, maybe I do remember this. Uh-huh. And so my mindset is always, I don't want to pay for this crap. I don't want to <laughs> pay for these clothes. So yeah. I always like to try to find the way around it and like the other way that you can get the armor. I think that's so cool that there is another way that you can get the armor. Um, and it took me, oh gosh, I don't even want to admit how long it took me to complete this challenge because what happens is you're looking for these lizards and as soon as you, you have to creep everywhere. Yes. Cause they're skittish, skittish, right? They yes. get away. So as soon as you come upon them, they will run away. And there are also a set amount, at least for a certain amount of time. Wow. Like while you're playing it, they don't just magically regenerate. Right. So once you catch one in a certain area, like that one's done and you caught it and that's it. So <clears throat> I ran nice. around for a long time <laughs> and um, I also didn't realize for the longest time that you can pick up rocks and they would be underneath the rocks. It took me way too long to figure that out. Oh. And then once I did, they just ran away anyway. So I was like, ah, dang it. Yeah. How, how would you do that? I don't know if I've ever, I guess um, I have. You have to crew. grab it real fast. Yeah. Throw that rock <laughs> and grab it real fast. Throw it, grab it real fast. So, Sometimes I like, I'll get frogs that way when you're cutting grass. Yes. Yes. So it took me, so I tried it and then after a while I get frustrated. I'm like, okay, I have to turn this game off. And then I was like, I wonder if I turn the game back on at a later time, those oh lizards goodness. will regenerate. Not while you're playing, but playing after the you haven't here. played. Yeah. So then I turned it back on whatever, how many, however many days later and they were back and I was able to complete the challenge luckily, wow. but it did take me a while. And so I had like my note for this one is it's not necessarily fun, but it is useful because then you don't have to pay any money for this armor that allows you to then explore the entire area. Like, because I'm not the, Oh, I'm going to eat something and then run around for, I don't do that too much either. 10 minutes. Although you do have to do that to hunt these lizards. That's the other thing is that I was terrified that I would run out of, you know, elixirs or food that would let me be in that area in the first place. Oh yeah. That's actually really interesting. That's the way either you, Either you get a bunch of money and you buy the armor in the town Mm -hmm. or you have to work for it. And not only are you working for it by finding these lizards, on top of that, they make you have to cook some meal that allows you to be in the hut. Withstand it. Yeah. What do you know what that meal is? Oh, gosh. I'm sure it's like cold staflina and something else. Something like that. I I honestly don't remember. I think I got some elixirs from someone. Like someone was selling them and I grabbed like three of those. And so each one of those was like nine minutes or something. At the horse stable, there's a a woman that gives you some elixirs on the way up to Death Mountain, which I never saw the first time I played. But in my Master Quest mode, I've been treading a little more lightly and I spoke to that person then. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I don't. I don't. I don't know if I ever really did too much cooking for the effect. I usually just went Same. for the armor. I played a little bit more classic Zelda that way, where it was just like, "There's the armor. Buy it in the shop." Yeah, because like I said, I don't do well with like time limits mm. and stuff like that. So, ain't no one can make me go up in the 
cold, snowy mountains without like something to wear where I don't have to like freak out because I want to be able to take my time and explore. So that is another element of the fireproof lizard roundup quest, which is that you are you have a time limit. And so I was running around like, oh, I'm really stressed out right now. Fireproof lizard roundup. So that gives you the the chest. The flame breaker armor. Yeah. Which part of it? Legs? I think everything. um, Head. Because I think you only need one piece of it to be able to resist the heat. I think it might be two, but but I can It was enough where I didn't need anything else. Yeah, so right. if it wasn't a complete set, I believe it was at least like the jacket. Sure. Man, um, it's so weird with that rubber, those rubber uh, like hoses that it has oh, yeah, for yeah, arms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I went ahead, so. I went over to Hatno Village and, and colored it green almost immediately just so it was a little less obnoxious. Oh my gosh. My link's brown right now. I went all brown. I'm going like real kind of like realistic, like dirty brown clothes okay. right now for my second playthrough. <laughs> First playthrough, Link was yellow. He had a like purple. Cl- it was like all very expressive. You're now very I'm, fashion oriented. And I and color all my clothes. I didn't do that at all. I, I tried different combinations, which is funny. Anyway. Is that like a side quest in and of itself? Is well, the finding dyes and... The dye guy over in Hetno Village is just is so I went there? through a thing where I wanted my Link to look as much like Link as possible Fair. so my first playthrough every time I'd get new armor if it was a shirt or a hat I'd go make it green immediately <laughs> and then if it was pants I would go make it white immediately okay and uh, it was okay. <laughs> That's fine. And then, of course, you know, everybody makes their hood black, I think, you know. Some people go yellow with it. I just tried to wear the most ridiculous things I could find. Oh, yeah. Like, I, there's like a skeleton suit, Yep. I think, you can mm-hmm. get at one point. Through a side quest. Through a side quest. And so I would wear that a lot and just look ri- as ridiculous as possible. Or some weird helmet or mask. Yeah. That's funny. That was me. These days I run around with the Majora's Mask a lot now that mm. I got it, um, which is ha- handy. Um, and actually there's a few other headpieces that I wear that uh, will speak to, that are coming, that are from some of my side quests. Uh-huh. I actually think I'm going to skip down my list here and go to the side quest Flown the Coop because it's also a bit of a reference uh-huh. to original Zelda games. Yes. And it's also collecting things. So as you were speaking, I was like, oh, okay, that might be the right one to talk about. Mm-hmm. Flown the Coop, anybody who's ever played a Zelda game already can guess what this is. Every single time you go to Kakariko Village. But I actually noticed, I think in Breath of the Wild, it's not Kakariko. I think it's Kariko. If you look at the spelling, I could be wrong, but I think so. Yeah. They always tweak it just a little bit. We did get a listener feedback that I sometimes tend to say Kakariko. Uh, I mean... Instead of I'm sure I say everything wrong. Kakariko. So. <laughs> it's hard. It's, it's, it is what it is. And it's such tongue twisters. But anyway, and actually when you start, and then it's Kakiri 4, I don't know, it gets, na- it gets nuts. Anyway, flown the coop. Um, so I'm, it gets ha- Deku nuts. Sorry. <laughs> um, uh, flown the coop over at Kariko the village, village. Over at the village that Impa lives in. Yes. Um, did you play that one? I did. Um, yeah. It took me, I didn't do it right away because I was like, meh. Like, we know what this is. Yes. But interestingly enough, uh, my fiance, Bill, that was when he started playing the game. That was the first side quest he did, I'm pretty sure. And he immediately did that one. He's like, yeah, I'm going to find these chickens. <laughs> well, I think like back in the Ocarina days, I was very excited to do yeah. that side quest. And he hadn't played any other that this is his first Zelda game. Mm-hmm. So he he was not jaded by all the chicken quests. Well, I, yeah. Well, maybe that's what it is. You know, it's like maybe he had what maybe what you and I felt with Ocarina when he got that side quest. He was like, oh, cool. Yeah, I'll find the chicken. Mm-hmm. The cuckoos. Um, this one is a little bit more difficult than the Ocarina one. Ocarina gets clever with having a couple chickens hidden up in places and you use them to fly down. Yep. Um, but this one gets tricky. Mm-hmm. There are definitely, there's the classic chicken on a roof. 
Uh, always. And then I think there's a chicken that's almost outside of the space that you would expect them to be. I think there's a chicken up by the shrine, if, yeah. if I remember correctly. Yeah, there are several ways to leave the village, and I would always get lost, and there were definitely chickens on the outskirts mm-hmm. of town. Yeah, it's true. So you find them, you, you get them in there, fine, it happens, flown the coop. I don't actually remember what you get from it, but I just remember doing... I, I have to say, many of my my quests here, I don't actually remember like the reward. It's more the experience of doing it mm-hmm. that I recall. That's what I picked. It was like, oh, what were my emotions when I played this side quest? Because again, our title of our episode is favorite side quests, maybe not like best right. or most rewarding. Not, yeah, exactly. That'll be for season that was, five. That was emotionally rewarding. Season five, it's going to be, uh, yeah, yeah. Highest value items, quests <laughs> in Link to the Past. Because <laughs> we're going to have to get so specific. Yes. I'm, I'm trying to look for the reward. It's on- fine. On the interwebs right now. It's fine. Um, let's see. Uh, do, 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 do. Um, it's a purple rupee. Yeah, I'm sure. I f- I'm sure it was like the rupees. Ooh, money. So, what was the main way that you would make money in Breath of the Wild? I know what it was for me. Selling, uh, destroying rocks and <gasps> getting jewels, and then yep. selling those. That's 100 what I did as well. Mm-hmm. I didn't even really care about getting the jewel rewards from characters. I would just smash all the rocks as I would run around. And then when you get to a store, you sell, sell, sell. Yep. You save, I'd always save a couple, especially the higher end ones, because you might need them to, like you need those diamonds to fix your weapons sometimes and oh, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. But for the most part, that's, and actually sometimes odd monster parts sell pretty well too. But anyway, <laughs> but every time yeah, it would rain, every time it would rain, I'd run to a traveling merchant and I'd just sell, sell, sell. And then <laughs> Take all my is. crap. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Um, well, let's see. Um, maybe I'll pick another one here because uh, I have a few. You have oh. more than I do. Did you do the Ganon's horse side quest yet? The giant horse. You told me about that one. Did I really? Um, is that hunt for the giant horse? I believe so. Okay. Do you have it right there? Yes. Oh, let's talk about it. I see okay. it in your notes. Yeah. Um, I like this one because it was more than just pull this chest out of the water. Sure. Or give me something. Yes. Yeah, so, or yeah. like a really simple one. There was much more to this one. And I like those meaty side quests. My, fav- more to my it. favorite side quest intros are when the person is a little vague about what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. They speak about a giant horse that roams the land. So yes. now you're like, oh, I have to keep an eye out. That's awesome. Yeah. Instead of saying like, Mary, Joe didn't give me five mushrooms you know yeah. what i mean you're like all right i gotta go find mary joe uh-huh. <laughs> or whatever that never happens but you see I'm gonna get with 10 this? crickets yeah 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 um um so yeah this was a very exciting one i remember i remember finding out about this side quest from a character and then 20 hours later i mean actually perhaps 100 hours later actually executing on it but this mystery and this lore of the giant horse mm-hmm. followed me through my narrative the whole time once i spoke to this person over by the archery range i believe on your way to hatno village yep you were very excited to tell me about this, I remember. But I think before our podcast <laughs> oh, just even like started. Off air? Yeah. Okay. Before okay. we started recording any episodes, you're like, Ganon's horse. <laughs> I probably had found it around that time. So I'll let you I, I kinda interrupted you there. Let's speak a little bit more about setting no. this up. Um so yeah, first you have to find where the horse is because they give you kind of mm-hmm. vague directions. And I remember wandering around for a while, like not exactly knowing where it's, to go. Yeah, it's one of those like it it's it has been spotted northeast of here. Right. So I'm like, okay, I guess I'll just head off in that I love it because it forces you to like climb a mountain, look around. You're like, would a horse be in a valley? Where would a horse be? Like, Mm -hmm. I love that. So you got to find it. And then there are also Lynels on the way. Well, the way that I went. On your experience. Yes. Because I had the opposite. (laughs) I can't wait to talk about it. So, yeah. So you obviously, there's a bit of a valley. If you you go the quote unquote right way, or if you go the way that perhaps it was intended, if you go north, north, and then you. 
naturally follow this valley with very steep walls. Mm-hmm. I think there's like two Lionels. There's two Lionels, yes. Um, I think I beat both of them. I did at least one, but yeah. yeah and those are those were not easy, especially for where like my character was in the yeah. in the moment that I came upon this side quest. I was like, I'm not prepared for this. Lionels are no joke They're for no much joke. of the game. But eventually I was able to defeat them. So first you have to find the place. Then you potentially have to beat two pretty tough enemies and if, then yeah. and then you have to find the horse mm-hmm. and then is where I uh, got stuck is actually taming the dang thing because I did not you have enough more stamina, stamina. <laughs> so I think I found Ganon's horse they never technically call it Ganon's horse but it's clearly Ganon's horse mm-hmm. in my opinion um, I think I found it when my stamina was full so taming it wasn't that ah, hard yeah but so here's so so yeah so did you feel that you were going in the appropriate direction when you were going up this valley in retrospect we can look at it and go oh, okay that's the path they kind of want you to take um, or were you just running around walking around you're like oh my gosh a lionel oh my gosh another lionel and then yeah, it's like Whoa. probably more like that <laughs> that yeah. that sounds like me when I'm playing the game too <laughs> Um, and then I probably, I feel like I remember going up after that and then seeing them down below and then oh. I was like, oh, okay. And then you just float down and, and find it. Um, oh yeah. Cause there's a different, I'm trying to not to, con- trying not to confuse it with another horse. The white one. Yes. That's a cool one too. I've not found the white horse yet. Oh, I did. I Ooh, did. I want to hear about it in just a moment. Okay. Wait, actually, um, maybe we'll do Gannis horse, white horse, and we'll go to break. Okay, cool. Um, this is so much more fun than I thought this episode was going to be. I was looking forward to it, but this is a blast. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. you have a second page note. It's great. Oh, barely. No, it's fine. That was so, just a question. Oh, I see. I see. That's so, so Gannis horse. Uh, could could I tell you about my experience? No. <laughs> Perfect. Fine. Excellent. Very good. Uh, we'll see you guys. Uh, <laughs> see you in thirty seconds. Uh, so I so I had heard about you know the, the some of the locals talked about the giant horse and I didn't know what I honestly didn't know if that meant something I'd be riding. I thought there's a lot of giant objects in Breath of the Wild. There's a massive sword. There's these massive mm-hmm. goddesses. You'll mm-hmm. find these leviathans. There's other things. There are many times or there's even massive trees for no reason, like dead yep. tree trunks that are the size of skyscrapers and, and you, you have no idea why they're there. Mm-hmm. And again, that all feeds the lore and I find that very exciting. Giant flowers that fairies live in. That's true. I like passive lore world building and um, uh, like the windows in Wind Waker when you finally get down, yes. you know, you know, like this kind of like Easter eggs yeah, sort yeah. of. Yeah. Kind of. So uh, so I'm hearing about the giant horse. I probably spent maybe an hour kind of thinking like, ooh, maybe I'll go to the north or this or that. And I think you actually come across some bacoblins on horses. And I think I probably turned around, whatever, because I mm-hmm. actually found that side quest very early in the game. I, I oh, Okay. Coming back from Hatno Village the first time, so I probably had just gotten like the Sheikah Slate Plus and all that stuff, and I'm coming back, and I thought I'll go look at that that area over there, and I battled the Bacoblins and the mm-hmm. Moblins, and um, so I wasn't ready for that area. I wasn't ready to go north, you could say, or or, or west or east, or north or east or whatever it is. Anyway, so I play it the rest of the game. Oh my god! I defeat all the beasts. I technically defeat Ganon, even though you never actually defeat Ganon because when right. you do that, you the just game go back. ends. Yep. Um, and I built up all my stamina and I was kind of working on stuff. And one day I was just bumming around in the area and I was, I almost said skylofting. That's, <laughs> um, uh, uh, just paragliding mm-hmm. around. I was just paragliding around <laughs> just the world and around. looking around. Yep. I was up on some big tall mountain. I'm looking around and I'm just kind of seeing like, oh, there's the archery range. And again, I had a lot of stamina. So I was kind of just cruising, honestly, up there in the sure. sky. Just looking around and seeing what what else I hadn't seen. Because, oh, also, I run the Expansion Pass 1 DLC, which gives you the ability to see where you've been. It draws that blue line for you. Oh, oh yeah. Which yeah, is yeah. really nice. Show me that, yeah. 
I will admit that is super handy because then you can kind of look at the like the, the, the spots, the cold spots that you haven't been. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't have squiggles over there. I'm that would go be there. useful. Yeah. Super useful. Hmm. Again, maybe that would have been nice to be in the main game. Yeah. But as DLC, it's definitely part of the va- worth part of the value. Cool. Okay. So, um, so I am just looking down. I'm like, oh, there's some weird big dead trees in that valley. That's cool. <laughs> and you know, things are. Zelda does a pretty good job of masking pop in, but you know, sometimes the characters pop in just a little bit. Oh, late. sure. It's like, All of a sudden I see some horses. Oh, I'm like, horses. Yeah. I was like, oh, cool, cool. Another little batch of horses, which becomes a very regular thing that you see in this right. game. Cool, cool. Little batch of co- Oh my God. <laughs> I saw a massive, massive blob of a horse. I was like, is that right? What is that? What is that? Big blob horse. I'm still up in the sky flying around, like looking down and I'm seeing this big, huge horse. And I think it might have even popped in after the herd of horses, because I wonder if the horse herds, they might have some joint AI. By mm-hmm. the way, I think they I think they have their own AI, but I think there's like a blob AI that runs the group of them. Sure. If you're trying to look at the behind the, the way the stuff was coded. So the horse must have, the, the giant horse wasn't part of that AI. It was popping in at a different rate. And I was like, what? is that, wait, is that the big horse? Is that the giant? Is that the giant? What is this? So I fall, you know, fall down, fall down, fall down. I get down there and this massive horse is there. I wish you had landed directly onto the horse. So action star are you? Well, my memory is such that I did, but I don't know. It was a long time ago. (laughs) And, um, I, 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 oh no, I 100% did. I'm not making this up. I remember being like right above it. I was like, I think I can do this. I think I can do this. Now he lands directly on top of the horse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I never Mm -hmm. said I didn't. Um, landed right on the horse, stamina it out. And then I was like, cool. I got the big horse. And I was like, well, okay, geez, Louise, where's the nearest stable? Go to the map. Saw that it was, you know, the one that's near the archery range Mm -hmm. there. And I'm like, well, how do I get out of here? So I entered from the back, you could say, you know, I was coming off a mountain and I was like, oh, I guess I can't get the horse up these steep, steep walls. I guess I'll take the long cut here around the archery village and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. And I'll go register this horse because I'm really excited to have this super big horse. And it has um, no speed. It's a very slow horse. I heard that. Yeah. And it's an incredibly strong horse. It has like five power or something like that, which is crazy. So you never came upon the Lionels at all? Or herein lies the end of my story. (laughs) So I'm on big old horse, hanging onto its mane, Ganon horse, trying to tame it, tame it, tame it, tame it. It tames, you know, I don't know. That once you tame it, I mean, it gets love pretty quickly. It needed that horse needs a lot of love. <laughs> and um, I'm riding it, and I'm like, okay, cool. I guess I'll just go through like this this valley. And I'm like, what's that in front of me? Ah, oh, no, it's a lionel. And this horse is like s- slow. It's not necessarily fast enough to outrun a lionel. So I think that's the whole trick, too. Because a normal horse, you can kind of be like, peace, Lionel, and, and just go for it. You know what I mean? So I'm on this massive, slow horse, and I'm like, what do I do? Do I go around? I can't go around these things. I'm just trying to gallop as fast as I can. My Ganon horse is doing the, you know, I'm like, it's getting freaked out because I'm asking it to do too much. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so stressful. Do better. It actually got, like, harder once I got the horse for me to try to get it back past the Lionels. That's what I read when I was, like, kind of going over these on the interwebs the other day. Because um, I remembered this side quest, and I was going to bring it up specifically. And they mm-hmm. talked about that exactly, how that is maybe not the easiest way right. to go about it. And so then the Lionels are shooting the arrows up in the air. They're raining down on me. I'm dodging like it's a volcano in Ocarina, Ville, or in Ocarina and like <laughs> it's like these Lionels are going crazy. I'm like, oh my gosh, I got past that Lionel thing. I get why they put that Lionel there. Okay, well, let's get to the stable. Another Lionel! Surprise! I was like, oh my God. 
So I made it, but it was super stressful. And then by the time I got to the bacoblins on the horses, I just plowed them over with my super strong horse. Because <laughs> I was like, I'm over this. It's time to go register this thing. So what did you name it? I named it Demise. Oh. Uh, just in, you know, to, uh, to reference Demise from, cause I felt like the main kind of had that. And then I've actually, now I took it over to the horse stable near the great plateau and I gave it the red haircut Ah. and then I gave it some pretty cool armor to make it look, um, <laughs> nice. very Ganon-esque. I would have named if I had tamed it, which to this day I haven't, although I have more stamina now, so I should try and go back. I would mm-hmm. have named it a nope. Which is Epona backwards. Very good. Very good. Nope. Yep. Yep. So that was a lot of fun finding that horse. It was fun to accidentally find it. The the myth, the legend of the giant horse followed me through the entire Mm -hmm. game. I finally found it. Once I found it, things got harder, not easier. (laughs) A lot of times with these side quests, you're ramping up to something. You're doing a gauntlet of bad guys and then getting to the reward. Mm -hmm. This time I I accidentally, quote unquote, found the reward and then it got difficult. It was super cool. So... But the enemies regenerate, right? So, like, if I went back to get the horse now, even though I beat the Lionels before, they'd be back, right? Have you had a blood moon? I'm sure you have since then. Oh, yeah. Then they've regenerated, yeah. Oh, goody. (laughs) The blood moon rises. The blood moon. Whenever that came up, I'd be like, nope, 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 going back into a shrine. Nope, 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 nope. Oh, I see. I see. Just kind of hang out there for a while because you don't know enemies will be right there. I think we should take a break. And then come back. I would like to speak about many quests. I'd like to speak about one that lies underneath Hyrule Castle. I'd like to talk about one that helps you with electricity. I have a cool uh, heroine quest I'd like to talk about. And I have my very favorite one. Ooh. All right. So we're going to go to break and we're going to come back and, and, and really push through some of these. Awesome. Hey everyone, David Geisler here, and I am very excited to share that we have just launched our Patreon page for another Zelda podcast. Patreon is a great way for creators to grow their content, and we're really looking forward to using this space as a way to say thank you to our listeners. We'd love to have your support, and we've put together some rewards that we're pretty excited about. Things like additional uncut bonus content, custom wallpapers, and of course, early access to all of our episodes. So if you like, after the show, head on over to our page at patreon.com slash another Zelda podcast. You can also find a link to the page in our show notes. Thank you very much. Hey everyone, I'm Leona Liu. And I'm Jeff Norman. And we're the hosts of a new show called the T-Fix Podcast. Now we love drinking tea. And we love talking about drinking that tea. So we decided that we should make a show about drinking tea. And so we did. The T-Fix Podcast. Now, in this show, we talk about some of our favorite teas, flavors, and cultivars. We do deep dives on all the different types of teas and many ways to make and store tea. Each recording, we enjoy a new tea from our personal stash. And we try not to get too tea drunk in the process. A new episode comes out every other Thursday. And you can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and YouTube. You can also find us on Instagram at the tea fix. All right, everyone. We'll see you there. All right. We are back from the break. Kate, we are talking about our, some of our favorite side quests. And I think, um, I think let's just keep going. Cool. Sounds good. As I said, 
20 minutes ago, this is significantly more fun than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> um, since we were just, we don't have to make a big uh, discussion of it, but since we were just talking about the hunt for the giant horse, we can talk about the white horse. Since yes, we kind please. of mentioned that. There's not much that I have to say other than I was able to find it, but I don't, I wasn't able to like catch it. It kept running around. And then at one point it just like disappeared and I... Yeah. Could not find it. Again, I have not but found I did the white horse. See it at least. <laughs> Could you please tell me what it was like for you to find it? Magical. <laughs> I, I guess I guess um I guess I'm we're doing the old school thing where instead of like sourcing the internet, we're talking about it around the uh the proverbial water cooler right now. Mm-hmm. Where did you go to find the white horse? Um yeah, so I'm looking at the description of the quest right now. It looks like it is because I would I don't remember oh, place don't remember. names, okay. honestly. Um You hear about it kind of in the northern regions. Yeah, so in this oh gosh, I'm gonna mispronounce everything that I look at. Safula Hill okay. area. It's like a kind of I remember kind of like grassy knolls and a lot of hills. And okay. that's why I think that's why I lost it, is because like it may have, you know run over the edge of the cliff, but not really like in the game. It was just like, choop, and then disappeared. Yeah, okay. Um, or I probably ran off the edge of the cliff knowing how <laughs> I play Breath of the Wild. Not gonna <laughs> lie, it was probably me. But um, yeah, so I did not get a chance to uh, register or anything, but I guess you get a royal saddle and bridle. Well, that's kind of cool. Once you register it. But yeah, I did find it. I, I didn't do a lot of horse stuff other than that. Like the wild horses, I was kind of like, eh, whatever. I honestly did not ride a horse for the majority of the game. Oh, really? Yeah. I I teleported a lot. Oh. And then I just ran and climbed and flew around a lot. Yeah. I so, horse all the time. But I, think I horse good. all the time. I ride horses all the time. I want a shirt that says, I horse all the time. <laughs> I just verbed horse. Um, um, I think that's because I, I have a lot of, I'm, I'm weird. I have a lot of fun not teleporting in Zelda. And so I love to like yeah, really, yeah, really cross the lands. Ain't nobody got time for that. And so I use the horse for that. But so anyway. Let's, uh, you have a bunch more, right? And I have like one more and then a hypothetical ask, co- or rhetorical question. Did you find the, uh, our featured artwork for this episode? Have you found the Hylian shield? By the way, let's talk about Hylian. I think it might be Hylian. We're getting a lot of feedback about that. Well, then I would be right, which yeah. is not surprising. You said Hylian in a, in a, a couple <laughs> episodes ago. Maybe it was the Three Goddesses episode. That is the big, that is, yeah, that is the big war in terms of We had listener feedback saying that, that even he always thought he or she, but I believe it was a he said that they thought um, it was pronounced like a like Jillian. Mm-hmm. But if you technically listen to, this commenter pointed out, if you technically listen to the voice acting, voice acting in yeah. Breath of the Wild, they say Hylian, don't they? Probably. So the Hylian <laughs> I take Shield. The word for it. <laughs> Did you find the Hylian Shield? No. Oh my gosh, it's so cool and it's so worth it. Tell me about it. So first of all, the Hylian Shield's amazing. Once you do get it, it doesn't uh, get destroyed. Oh yeah, then I definitely didn't find it because all mine broke. <laughs> oh, you need to go get it, and this is why. Okay. The Hylian Shield is such a cool little side quest. I don't remember how you learn about it. It might just be one of those things where you read about it in a book in a horse stable and there's like that legend of a, you know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff works that way. Maybe some NPCs tell you about it. I honestly don't remember. However, what happens is you learn that the Hylian shield is, it's essentially, maybe this is kind of spoilery, but I think we just kind of do that in this show. We assume people have played these things. It is buried down in the prison underneath Hyrule Castle. Mm. 
Oh, okay. Now you can get to the prison by going into Hyrule Castle and digging down and getting into these catacombs and stuff mm-hmm. like that. However, there is a way to actually sneak into the prisons from a little hole in the wall. I read about that. Oh, really? I did so read you, about that. So, so you can, so you can technically go get the the Hylian shield at a very low level, like not a lot of hearts. If you're very careful, well, that would have been handy, right? So that's why I feel like everyone should go get the Hylian shield as soon as possible. Um, because yes, it is a bit of a challenge. You technically have to battle a skull version of a. Oh, what's the Cyclops? The big Cyclops guys. Madolga? No, Madolgas are the fish swimmer, mm. the tremor guys. Mm, I don't know. I don't remember their names. I know what you're big, talking about. Yeah, though. the Cyclops pig things. Cyclops pig thing. That that mm-hmm. is what it's called. That's the yeah. that's the official name for it. Pretty sure. Yep. I always felt like they had a. They kind of always felt like Ganon in a, a Link Link's Adventures. Link two Zelda two Link's okay. Adventures. But I think that's just kind of a coincidence. So it's yeah, the pig thing. So you can technically at a pretty low level. Get in to Hyrule Castle. You have to kind of paraglide across the moat, land in a little area. You go inside a little catacomb. You come out. You're back outside. The whole time, what's cool about it is by doing this, the music changes to that really scary Hyrule Castle music. Mm. You're in, you're like in end game emotions almost by going to the castle. It's scary. And it's what's the coolest thing about the Hylian Shield side quest, in my opinion, is that yes, you do have to battle things, but there's a you feel like you're being stealthy. You're not being stealthy in that it's not like guards walking through a garden and you have to make sure you're not seen. It's none of that. Mm -hmm. But you're definitely, you're feeling like you're sneaking around in the dirty underbellies of this castle. I'm not ready to be here yet. You shouldn't be there yet. If you accidentally go up the wrong staircase, Mm -hmm. game over, man, (laughs) game over. And, um... Um, but eventually you go into the, you do have to bomb a couple walls. If you look carefully, you can tell that you should bomb these places and you battle a skull version of that Cyclops, which for me wasn't that hard. I don't remember if I might've mighty bananaed it or mighty simmer fruited it. Okay. I might've cooked some mighty simmered fruit. The only thing I ever cook in breath of the wild, mighty simmered fruit. And I might've used that to battle this boss, but then you get the Hylian shield and it does the slow whenever you get like a really cool item. I wonder if I did get, I can't remember because I'm reading about how else you can get it right what? now. Um, or rather if you uh, lose it. So you're talking about Terrytown. Yes. Which I will speak about in just a moment. Yeah. And I talked to the person that apparently can sell it to you and he did not have one. So maybe I didn't. There it is. It. So I'm sure this is what it is. So the, the, the Hylian Shield, I have to get used to saying it this other way now. The Hylian Shield is under the castle. It's the only place you can get it. It doesn't get destroyed, but you can lose it. Mm. For example. Maybe I just never got it. <laughs> I think you've never got it yet. And if you talk to the Terrytown guy, he doesn't have it yet. Oh, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Because you'd have to, to go to the... Okay. Exactly. So okay. this is a way... Terrytown is really cool because it's a way to get the Hylian shield back if you did lose it. I lost it once. My little niece, who is wonderful and adorable, was playing my <laughs> game file for just a few moments one day. And she was running around some horse stable and it was... Uh, uh, lightning out. It was raining and lightning out. A little tongue tied today. A little tongue tied. And um, she got hit with some electric arrows by some beca- some uh, yes. on horses. And unbeknownst to me, dropped her shield, dropped the sword. Oh, she was running around for another dare 10 minutes. You. And, and then, you know, she had to leave or whatever. And I was like, okay, file save. Get back in a couple of days later. I'm like, where the heck's my Hellion shield? What, <laughs> oh, no. What's going on? And I was like, Oh my gosh, my niece got electrocuted. Oh my gosh. 
So I went back to that area and of course it wasn't there. Right. It, you know, some of these things stay for a while, but it wasn't there. And so then I hadn't, I hadn't yet run the Terrytown side mm. quest. So I went ahead and did that. And I actually have Terrytown here in my favorite side quests because uh, I'd like to talk about it. And ultimately, yes, by the time you complete the Terrytown side quest, there's a gentleman who will sell you a Hylian shield back for kind of a lot of money. But if you've been collecting a lot of rocks and you're towards end game, it's not too much money. Right. Hylian shield. Cool. I'm going to have to check oh once I turn that game back it on. It is and 100% get it. worth getting the Hylian shield. Cool. And, and just as a starting point, um, if you don't want to like walk through, search it, if you get to the front kind of bridge or whatever, moat cross, mm-hmm. Just a little to the left of the moat and down by the water, you'll see an area where you can land. I tell you, I tell you to start there, and you will be you can do it by avoiding the flying um, robots. I forgot the yeah. names, guardians. Pardon yeah. me. Because um, I, yeah, I'm confused there. as to how I didn't find it because I explored that castle. I really did. I ran around because yeah. I was like, "This is cool. It's, I'm gonna yeah. go down every staircase and move everything that you can move." And oh, it's so cool. I really like Hyrule Castle in Breath of the Wild. Well, if you do find yourself down in the prison, keep an eye out. You might have to bomb like two walls. So definitely keep an eye out for rubble and stuff like that. Are they secret walls that you wouldn't know that you could bomb them? I think one's like in the back of a cell, stuff like that. I hate that. (laughs) It has to look different. Well, anyway, let's talk a little bit about Terrytown then. Yes, that is my very favorite side quest from the ground up. I can't even believe it. I can't believe you said that. You hate it? I was literally going to say I hate this side quest. (laughs) But but it gives you such a rewarding narrative that I felt like we should include it. Uh, There were times when I was like, if you send me out to get one One more bundle of wood... I will end you. This is why I didn't like this quest. I didn't like it at all. I only did it because I knew that there were some, not endgame things, but there was some, like, to get the Helian shield. So, so tell me about it. Okay. So the reason why it's my favorite, first of all, I love the location. I stumbled upon it. Yes. I was like, what is this circular peninsula in the middle of nowhere? Very so I flew magical. down there. Yeah. And then... Um, that music from that place gets stuck in my head in the best kind of way. Like I love the music, which always changes once you go down there. Um, it's probably my favorite music in the game is it, the Terrytown. There's Terrytown music. Uh-huh. I need to listen. Love it. So it's just kind of enjoyable to run around. Um, at, and at first the getting the bundles of wood is not that hard. Cause you can just honestly chop down the trees that mm-hmm. are there anyway. Oh, and then right. You just get wood from, and then eventually you're like, you just sorry, paraglide, chopping down all your trees, <laughs> paraglide off that wacky Island yep. down into the forest there, the autumn forest. Yep. Um, so yeah, towards the end when you need like 50 bundles yeah. of wood, then, um, that's, that's what I was doing last night. Actually, it was oh. finishing the side quest because I hadn't finished it yet. And I was like kind of over the whole bundles of wood thing. Um, So yeah, I just ran around and bombed a bunch of trees um, so that I didn't break my weapons because I did- bombing trees. Yeah, because otherwise I would break all my- Fair enough. Swords and whatever can cut a tree. Uh, Axes. Yeah, uh, I just brought a bunch of axes with me. Yeah, yeah. I broke all those. So I just, it took me a little longer. I used tree sticks. (laughs) (laughs) Use the tree to kill the tree. Um, and then you, so you go back, I think, so there are 10 parts of this side quest, which is bonkers, Yeah. but as annoying as the wood gathering part was, I really liked like going back to places I had already been or hadn't been before or, and finding the people that you have to recruit, um, yeah. with the last or the names that end in S O N. Yeah. Um, that was cool. I liked kind of, cause it gave me a chance to kind of run around places and maybe start other side quests too, or find other mm-hmm. things that I hadn't found yet in the process. So yeah, 
Um, I liked, so I, once I found everyone, brought them back, and then the... Oh, oh, let me interject. There were moments where they'd say, like, find someone with the last name that ends with son, yeah. and I would kind of remember a character from yeah. the Rito Village or something like that. I'm like, I think that was that. I'm going to go talk to that guy. And they were never, like, impossible to find. Like, uh, the Zora one had me running around for a little bit to oh, yeah. try to find the right person. Yeah, I think but... I kind of did, too. Oh, like, in Rito Village, it was very obvious. That bird was complaining about wanting to make his own store and stuff right. like that. Yeah. Um, and then should we talk about like what the last what it part yeah. of it? Okay. I, so. That's the reason I included it is that it, I think it's the most extensive like cut scenes and stuff. Yeah. It gives you the biggest reward from like building a side narrative. So I, I respect it for that. Yeah. So it was the wedding of, of the two characters and it was just so cute. And I was so glad that I had finished the, the side quest last night. Cause otherwise I wouldn't have known that was the end oh. of it. Um, and I love the guy that's, sh- throwing glitter in the air and uh it's it's adorable and then what's funny you were talking about uh selling jewels to the merchants or whatever so what's funny about this one is they give you three three two or three diamonds is your reward for completing the quest and they're like oh we don't even need these and then i just sold them back to them (laughs) to get the money Uh, (laughs) i was like yeah, you say you don't need these, but I know that you will buy them because you are also a merchant. So here you go. These are back for you. Oh, Give me money. That's a funny little yep. hack. That's <laughs> like, well, I don't need these either, but I want your money. Too funny. Um, yeah, it's, and that's like a fully produced, uh, there's a couple kind of fully produced cutscenes. They're all in game, of course. Yeah. But um, I was impressed. I, re- I remember kind of thinking I legitimately was like, oh, this is sweet when those two were getting married. I know. You know? She has to name her kid something that ends in sun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then afterwards, I don't think I've really used the shops too much in Terrytown. I just went back to get the, the Hylian shield. Yeah. Um, I, I liked exploring a little bit every time I went back to see what was new, what was yeah. newly built. Um, there was another side quest that. Oh, there's the looking through the window star- side yeah, quest. Yeah, which was, I started kind of on accident. Yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> oopsie. Grabbed another quest there. And I'm not exactly sure how to finish that one. So I'm going to have to work on I that did one. finish like, it and I don't recall. You have to make or find a cake. Oh, you yeah. I do think you have to cook it. Yeah. So I'll have to figure mm-hmm. that out. I probably have already cooked a cake before. <laughs> but anyway, um, and I I don't know. I liked whenever you found the characters that you had to send back to Terrytown, the music, the theme would play as they're walking <laughs> off in the distance. You're like... Oh, I don't know. I yeah. just really like that music. So that was, that was a very produced side quest in many ways. Mm-hmm. Huh? A lot of like uh, dynamic camera angles and stuff where they're oh, yeah. not just, it's not just happening inside the normal game camera. Yeah. Huh. That's I cool. I want to talk really quick about eighth heroine. Okay. Have you, did you find the seven heroines over there in the Grudo desert? Oh, That's, I think yes. you do that for a shrine. Yes. I did not finish that quest mm. though. I don't think. Well, that's technically a shrine quest in that you have to get the little metal balls and put them into oh, the yeah. hands yeah, of the, yeah. okay, eight, I did that the nine, the seven heroines. But eventually you speak to some characters that speak about a hidden eighth heroine and they want you to take a picture of this eighth heroine. Mm, and I, I, I remember that too. immediately started scouring the desert because I, I think I didn't pick up on the fact that they said that it's actually up in the snow regions that are a little bit, um, I guess, technically northeast of the, the desert. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, I looked for the eighth heroine for a while. I was going around on the mountaintops and I found the massive sword of the eighth heroine up on a mountain. Okay. And I thought, oh, this is it. I, you know, it's going to be buried, you know, ruins. It's just cool. You feel like Indiana Jones or something. You're going to look for ruins. 
and um, there was a Lionel at this big sword, and I was of trying course. to take pictures, and I was like, oh my gosh, oh no. Went back, it wasn't it. That wasn't the photo. I was like, what am I doing? What did I get wrong? Okay, well, I gotta mm. find this heroine. Okay, dropped the side quest, went and played the game for another 10 hours. You know, three months later, I'm back in the snowy area. It was very, very much like the Ganon horse thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm flying off a mountain, it? and I look down, and I see this kind of like weird part of the mountain, and I look a little closer, and I'm like, that's a face. Oh my gosh, whoa. And I found the eighth heroine <laughs> just from flying around and looking around. And it was cool. It was like, it felt very later, Raiders of the, not Raiders of the Last Ark, The Last Crusade, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, mm-hmm. the temple they go in at the end with these massive sculptures in the side of the rock face. And there is the eighth heroine and she's tucked into this little spot. And I think it was, such, they did a really good job aesthetically of having the statue still look like a statue, but it also blended in with the rocks around. Ooh. And so there I was flying around this massive statue and I found it and I landed on a little cliff on the side. I took a picture of it and that was fun. So that's just a quick one I want cool. to talk about. Yeah, that I think I got to the point where they wanted me to take the picture and then I just never found Keep it. Keep looking around. It's cool. Mm. And it's one of those. What, another thing that's neat about it is that it's not one of these sh- side quests where you can just take your Sheikah slate and map the little locator to like zap shrooms and then it beeps right. every time you're near zap shroom. Right. Like you, you can't lock onto this thing. Oh, I remember like looking at the map, zooming in on my Sheikah map and trying to see, cause you can, the, the map is very interesting. And actually that might speak to my next side quest. You can see where things are on the map. When you zoom in, you can oh, see yeah. where bad guy skulls are and you can kind of see like rock faces and dinosaur ish bones. And stuff so like that's that. the Leviathans are what I want to talk about uh-huh. next. And so I'm trying to find, I was trying to find eighth heroine, eighth heroine. And actually after I found, her or it, um, you can kind of spot it on the map a little bit, but it's cool. It's okay. worth looking for. And I guess as, if I could give you a little recommendation, it's on the far side of the mountain. Uh, you could almost say that the heroine faces away from the desert, if okay. I remember correctly. And it looks like you get these sand boots for finding, oh, for taking that picture. Oh, yeah. Those from what sand, I'm looking and at? And those sand boots are super helpful. Yeah, that would have been cool. You run normal speed in <laughs> the sand. I wouldn't be wandering in the desert. For- there's, there's a whole weird side quest there with a super creepy guy outside Gerudo village or Gerudo town, whatever they call it in breath of the wild. And he's like trying to date one of the girls. He's like oh, super he, creepy. Is he the one that's like sitting outside? Just like yes. I'm watching them. Yes. And he doesn't talk to you unless cool, you dress dude. up in girl clothes. And then when you dress up in girl clothes, he thinks you're flirting with him. It's not a cool side <laughs> quest. I don't, I was very uncomfortable. That one is not on the list. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all, but he is the way to, he, if you already have the snow boots, he trades you snow boots for sand boots and then trades gotcha. back. And then you think you lose your snow boots. But eventually, yeah, you get both and it's nice. Because then what you can do is when you're in the cold regions, you wear your snow boots, but then you still have to wear like cold headdress, cold protective headdress or cold protective body gotcha. armor. And I had a lot of fun in the Gerudo town buying the headdresses for Link or the earrings mm-hmm. so that he doesn't have to wear these wacky helmets. So like when I go to the volcano now, Elden whatever, Elden region, mm-hmm. I'll just put on those volcano earrings, the heat seeker, uh, Vest, I guess, and then normal pants or something. Or I'll put on like the the hot pants and then uh, (laughs) (laughs) words are not coming out right today. Oh, my. Leviathans. Yeah. Let's talk about them. Have you found them? Uh, I think I just like stumbled upon one, but it wasn't involved in a quest of any. That's the coolest thing about this quest, in my opinion, is that you actually oftentimes find some of the Leviathans without knowing what they are. yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what happened to me. Massive, almost whale-esque skeletons. Yeah. They a whale feel, dinosaur? 
there's a whole idea that one of them's the wind fish, that one of them's, mm. you know, other, the jabu jabu and stuff like that. And there, there might be some truth to that, actually. Um, I, yeah, I did see some of the skeletons and for a while you're like, wow, this is amazing. Or they're just, or they're skeletons. just there. Yeah. They're I'm just like, there. Cause like that dragon area, happens. the dragon boneyard is one of those where you're just kind of like, oh, oh yeah. this is just here. Yep. So you talk to some fellas over by one of the horse stables and they talk about the Leviathans and one believes that they're in a snowy region. One believes they're in a hot region. And one believes they're in a desert region. And you're like, oh, okay, I know how to do this. Mm-hmm. We've seen this kind of side quest before, mm-hmm. but, um, you go find the, I found the ones in, uh, the volcano area first up yep. in the Northern region. Yep. And, uh, how about you? Have you same? F- well, I think I just, I think I've only found the one. Oh yeah. In the so, volcano. So the, not the desert Leviathan yet. Mm, I don't think so. Found, have you found the fairy in the Gerudo desert yet? Mm, I don't think so. When you find that fairy, the one that gives you the final, that's the final one where you have to give her like 10,000 oh, gems or whatever. No, I definitely rupees. have not found her. Maybe it's, yeah, I think it is something like 10,000. One million dollars. Her base is underneath the Leviathan bones. And so that's really cool too. So anyway, I found those two. You take the pictures, you bring them back. And I was like, the snow uh, Leviathan. I was looking everywhere for this thing. It is so cool. It's technically the snow Leviathan gets revealed through a shrine quest, a very, very cool and involved shrine quest where you're okay. rolling big snowballs and you're breaking doors down. But anyway, um, I, I was scouring. So the thing about when you're in a snow land, uh, the, the fog level comes, gets tight a lot. So it's very hard to really explore snowy areas in Breath of the Wild. And I think by design, Mm -hmm. you know, you're up on a snowy mountain. If you're on a normal grassland, you can look for miles and (laughs) look at things and say, I'm going to go over there. When you're in an actual snowstorm, sometimes it clears up in in wintry areas, but a lot of times it's really murky and cloudy. And it all looks the same kind of anyway. It really does. And so it's easy to get lost, just like maybe being in a real snowstorm and you're looking around. So you have to really, you walk slow and you walk very deliberately when you're looking for something in the snow areas. Mm-hmm. So I kept thinking, I got to find these bones, got to find these bones. Well, finally, this shrine quest happens and these doors get busted out, if I remember correctly, in a cavern, a beautiful, glistening, glowing cavern gets revealed. And there's a shrine way deep down inside it. Mm-hmm. And then you start to notice that this cavern isn't just a cavern. And you look up and there are these epic, majestic, like rib cage of this Leviathan Ooh. creature that is inside this cave. And I was so excited to find it. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's almost emotional to find because you're just like, this is magical, this space. And so I took the picture, brought it back, and that was cool. So the Leviathans for me were a favorite side quest because of um, the idea that you learn about the side, you, you very likely learn about the side quest once you've already found the content. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, that's what that was. Yeah. Well, I have lots of stuff to look for. Goodness. going to be good times. Good times. And I kind of want to do a quick shout out to the Thunder Helm where you actually have to complete in, in Gerudo town, you have to complete many other side quests that end up being kind of fun. There's a person who's polluting the water system. There's a character that needs to grow a garden. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have to go help a guard out in the, in the desert. Some of them are a little, annoying and some of them are quite creative like like this there's one where if you go up into the top of the town this person is eating fruits and and she's just throwing the garbage into the river and then you have to track the fruit along the river to see where it's polluting things it's really cool so i got to that side quest and they're like you have to do all of these things to Mm -hmm. get this thing i was like not worth it don't care bye-bye so the thunder helm protects you from lightning and like all electricity and lightning Mm. so you can get struck by lightning and still be safe with the thunder helm I'll risk it. 
Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. It was a fun one to do for me. I really enjoyed it. So I think that's almost the end of my list. So we've, I've been saving your kind of super favorite oh, here. No, the ground up from the ground up was my super favorite. Terrytown? Yeah. Oh. That was my super favorite. All right. <laughs> so, but I do. Did so, you build a house? Yes, I like but I didn't furnish house. it. I've half furnished it. I get really bored by that stuff. Yeah, I was like, mm, I don't care that much. I think what it is for me is I really do enjoy SimCity games or The Sims uh-huh. or Rollercoaster Tycoon. And so when these kinds of things happen in games like Zelda, it's like not, it's like Sim game light. Right. A little bit. And I'm like, oh, cool. I just actually talked to a character and now there's another place to put a helm of a... So there's a few things. Like mm-hmm. I put some of the... I did put weapon mounts up, which I don't normally do in these I games. I did that too. But I kind of took like, oh, here's the special trident that I got from this character. I guess I'll put that up there. I don't really want to keep that in my inventory. I want to keep it, but I don't want to keep it in my inventory. That kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Put some of my, you know, masks up there. Some of my monster masks and stuff. But it's like, I don't know. Meh. Um, I do have a... my hypothetical question or my question that Mm -hmm. that I had written down. Do you think the memories are a side quest? Finding the memories. I think think that they might technically be a main quest. They technically are, I guess, but, but are they like, do you you receive end game content by getting that final memory? Final cutscene, and the, and you don't get full ending of if you do beat Ganon and you haven't found all the memories, you don't get full ending. So mm. it's in the middle. It's debatable, but yeah. I would argue towards like it I, being main quest. Okay, I know it's, it's as listed main, on there, but it's like I would I say it's know. as main quest as like the beasts. You don't have to do the beasts to defeat Ganon. Okay. Oh, ho, ho. Hmm. I'm debating this. That's one. true because I have heard stories about people defeating Ganon with like three hearts and not doing anything at all. Oh, there's YouTube videos out there of people yeah. being amazing and doing that. I can't even imagine. Well, if you master that shield uh, defense thing, you can kind of, you know, if you really, and you have to nail it every time where if Ganon shoots the laser at you and you (laughs) deflect it every time. And that's what's kind of cool about this game is you can accomplish these things through massive amounts of skill, a certain amount of skill with some help, or by playing it classic style where you're getting rupees and buying things, or play it this kind of monster hunter style where you're cooking things and fishing for things and Mm -hmm. finding items. Um, I didn't know how I felt about that in Breath of the Wild when it first came out. I was like, why are you putting Monster Hunter into my Zelda? Because <laughs> um, I wanted to like Monster Hunter very much when it came out. Well, I played a Monster Hunter Try on uh-huh. the Wii. And I was like, oh, cool. It's going to be like World of Warcraft, but just four people. And we're going to go and hunt monsters together over the internet. And at the end of the day, all you're doing is like collecting nuts. And ugh, you're just, ugh. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, there were some collectibles in, in Breath of the Wild that I was like, I could not care less about, mm. oh, goody, another one of these things. So to wrap it up with side quests, I think this episode's probably gone on long enough. We should uh, we should wrap it up. But how do you feel about side quests in general in Breath of the Wild? Uh, I like most of them. I like the ones that take, that have, add more story or like take a little more effort. There are multiple parts to them. Yes. I like the more complex side quests because to me, sometimes there wasn't enough main quest. So, yeah. Um, so that's like another kind of larger piece that I really enjoyed playing. And I felt more fulfilled by than just like, Oh, I need 10 crickets. You know, I played world of Warcraft about 10 years ago for one week, exactly one week. It was back (laughs) before they did free to play. It was a long time ago. It was before all these updates, um, it was probably like in the early 2000s and I played it for one week because they'd give you 10 days of free World of Warcraft. And mm-hmm. so many friends said, try it. And I you tried played it. it on your free AOL trial. Perhaps. Too. It was almost <laughs> something like that. Yeah, right. It was almost something like that. But um, I played it for a week and I there were parts of it that I really loved. But what I didn't love about World of Warcraft is that everything you had to do back then certainly was go kill five boars, 
go collect 10 flowers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, and the reason I played it for a week is I kind of liked the game, but I was like, Ooh, I might play this too much. If I actually buy this, <laughs> this ironically, this demo, this 10 day demo has taught me to not buy the game. Cause mm. I, d- I should not put this in my life. <laughs> um, um, cause it was kind of fun. So when we kind of get those kinds of side quests in breath of the wild, my favorite side quests, I guess you could say, are the opposite of that experience. Yeah, my favorite side quests in Breath of the Wild are the ones that build on the lore. And maybe not just by reading something. Maybe they passively build on the lore by finding, walking past a Leviathan skeleton, not knowing what it means. Sure. Talking about this giant horse that roams the land, but they don't say, go talk to Jerry about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. And yeah, you might have to grab some bundles of wood, but you also get to see you cute little wedding ceremony that Terrytown is the is was a very fetchy kind of quest but it's a big one and they really go for it and yeah. so I have to give it credit for I that for it. sure and definitely the reward and the music I would say that the even those cutscenes are reward enough to accomplish so. that that uh, side quest hate it all you want I don't care <laughs> I love it <laughs> all right I Kate. just like to see the characters get married Characters get married. It's cute. I was, yeah, I was impressed that there was a certain amount of um, effort put into all the cutscenes and stuff. That was very yeah, nice. Yeah. All right. So let's get out of here. If people want to find you on social to talk about some of their favorite side quests or if they agree or disagree with some of the things you said, they think Terrytown's the, the best as well. They can find you where and how. They're only allowed to think that it's the best as well. Uh, no, I am really only on Instagram. So I don't know if you want to just comment on one of my random pictures about Zelda. Feel free. Whatever. Oh, yeah, fair um, enough. Could they message you on Instagram? Perhaps? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, you can do is. that. I forgot about that. That's a thing. I don't get I don't get many messages. No, maybe but, you will uh, now. Maybe. So I am. I only take cat pics Fantastic. on Instagram. Fantastic. Uh, people can find me on Twitter and Instagram by searching Raptor Paint. And um, let's see if they want to find the show. Uh, they can find us on Twitter at Another Zelda Pod or on Instagram at Another Zelda Podcast. You can go to our actual website, uh, AnotherZeldaPodcast.com or find us on Facebook where we post a lot of, I think what, what we've been finding, what Leona and I have been doing is we've, we've kind of talked about it and, and she's really led the way with this. We're kind of doing behind the scenesy things on Facebook, mm-hmm. having conversations on Twitter and then like sharing things on Instagram. And so that's kind of the place to the do trifecta. those things. A little bit. It's nice. And we've gotten a lot of uh, nice uh, replies in that yeah, way. Yeah, it's been very cool. It's been an absolutely fascinating. It's almost a full-time job just kind of running that stuff and, and having that be part of the show. And that is really, really rewarding. So people can also find us on Facebook Facebook just by searching another Zelda podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, most importantly, most importantly, just because it helps with the searches and it helps with our ranks, um, reviews on iTunes are so, so helpful. And it's not only is it a pleasure to hear those reviews, I say this every episode because it's it's just important on iTunes. It helps us get to more and more people. Um, leaving a review there would be phenomenal. Yeah, tell us how awesome we are. Well, <laughs> You can technically tell us anything you want, yeah, but if you yeah, be, if you be could be so kind, that would be so much appreciated. And it's always a treat and a pleasure to hear back uh, from people who I've said, I said this uh, two episodes ago, but I didn't say it to you, Kate, my favorite pieces of content that we get from our listeners are when we get this kind of thing like, oh, I just found your episode last week. I've already listened to eight episodes. I, I can't, you know, like I've binged it and that's a wonderful, We're wonderful treat. That's a wonderful treat to so hear cool. about. Very All right, cool. So uh, that's it. I think uh, in two weeks we're going to be back talking about. Oh, it's going to be. Oh, it's going to be one of these episodes <laughs> where you teach me. We do these kind of deep dive episodes where we teach each other. I think you other. know more than, or you'll you'll realize you know more than you think. Perhaps you may the about... mo- We're going to be talking about languages and logos. Uh-huh. It's what we called it. We're just talking about the different kind of symbols, symbols, and the different... emblems, yep. language. 
That'd be cool. The nerdiest that I get with the Zelda scripts, I guess you could say, or the different Zelda fonts and things like that, uh -huh. is that we do some Hylian uh, fonts on our graphics, which is a lot of fun for me to put in there. Yeah. But I can't wait to learn more about where these different, because there's like Wind Waker font, there's wind, you know, yep, yep. typefaces we'll and stuff. We'll go all into it. That'll be a lot of fun to learn about. I don't think I know that much about it. So uh, in two weeks, we'll be back talking about that. Awesome. If you'd like to tweet us about your thoughts or, or recommendations or thoughts on the different kinds of lore that is behind the different languages of Hyrule and the Legend of Zelda series, please tweet us at another Zelda pod, like I said earlier. Till then, Kate, Until then, have a good two weeks. Okay, bye.